There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are listening to the Game Changers podcast. And welcome back to Game Changers. I have an just an incredible chat. Like, I'm just going to throw it out there. This may be one of the most valuable Instagram strategy podcast episodes you've ever listened to. I sat down with the amazing Brooke Volinovich from Villa Management. She's a speaker. She is the creator of The Social Club. She is the founder of Villa Management, like I just said. But she is honestly an Instagram queen. Like her knowledge on the platform is so diverse. She's not only great at helping service-based entrepreneurs, but also product-based entrepreneurs really, really grow and thrive on social media, but particularly on Instagram. And I just sat down and had the best chat with her. She also has one of the funniest Instagram accounts ever. I don't know if it's just me, but I love to follow her, particularly just to see her brand, like how she brands herself, how she shows up for her audience, how she shows up on social media. It is an excellent example of being yourself authenticity but also being a true leader in your industry so without further ado i'm going to jump into the podcast episode this was just such an incredible chat please make sure you go follow her on both of her instagrams which is villa management and brooke Villanovich. i will leave it all linked down below i really 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 hope you enjoy this episode please if you did get value from this episode just share it on your ig stories i mean why not it's a simple screenshot tell the world how amazing Brooke is, how amazing Game Changers is. I would really appreciate it if you did like the episode that you went and did that. And of course, leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe if you're not already. All right, let's stop rambling and jump into today's episode. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited for today's guest, as you would have just heard in the introduction. Brooke, you're amazing. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. You're amazing. Literally, as soon as we jumped on, we're like, okay, we have identical backgrounds. Brooke has <laughs> in a gold pot with a woman sitting behind her. And it's like literally just twinning over here. I wish you twinning, could... gold pots of life. These are like the only two plants I've managed to keep alive in like six years in this apartment. So I'm really proud of myself. Well, I'm really petrified because I have two of my friends coming over next week who are literally considered as plant fluences. Like Is that a thing? It's a thing now. One of my friends got I'm writing that down. He had plant a daily fluencer. mail daily mail article written about her as Fuck a plant off. Plant fluenza. Oh my god, that hasn't made it to WA yet, but I'm gonna bring it in. Not even joking. And I'm like, <laughs> all of my plants are either fake. Or half dead, and so oh, is I that have... a fake plant? That's fake. That's oh my god, dead. mine's real. Oh my gosh, my face is so itchy. Must stop touching it. <laughs> yeah, forgot. I was just like, do you mind? I've had laser on my face. Like, <laughs> Fine. This is a podcast, anyway. Most people will be in their car right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, just so the people know, my face is really red and scabby and itchy. Literally, not in like a not in like a drug way. In like <laughs> I had a treatment done way. <laughs> Every time someone says to me, "Oh, I'm really scared. Like I can't film because I've had laser." Literally, the thing that always comes into my mind if you've watched Sex in the City is like that episode. Yes, Samantha gets the where she has the peel. She has to wear like the beekeeper hat because it's like uh-huh. mortifying. Brooke doesn't uh-huh. look like you guys. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't look like that. I did last night when it was done though. But, you know, in um, three sessions, you won't even be able to recognize me because I'm going to look 12. 
So just putting what's, it out there. What's the what's the laser for? Like anti-aging? I don't know. To make me look 12. <laughs> I'm down to try pretty much anything. I'm 33. So I've got to keep up with these like young 20-year-olds with their like amazing winged eyeliner and like great plants. All these plant <laughs> plant fluences. Do not even talk to me about trying to keep up with people. <laughs> I was buying a bottle of wine the other day and the girl in front of me got like carded or like got asked for ID as we say here in Australia. But Oh, carded, yes. Yeah, she got asked for ID and the guy was like checking the date and he was like, happy birthday. So I was like, he must be checking the date because she's just turned 18. Mm-hmm. And then he like, I went after and he like didn't even ask me. I was like, <laughs> and I was in my gym clothes as well. Like I wasn't even like makeup or anything. That was like, oh my God, that's so rude. I know it's offensive when they don't ask because a part of you gets nervous, like, oh my God, they're going to ask me. And then you're like, it's okay. I'm over 18. And then when they don't ask, you're like, do I look fucking old today? Yeah. What's going on? Is that an old joke? Did you just passive aggressively call me old? <laughs> Very offensive. And the worst thing is it's like on the wall. It's like, if you look under 25, we're going to ask you. I was like, so today I literally am in just looking clothes and still look older than 25. That's Oh, honey, it's been a minute since I was 25. <laughs> a minute, let me tell you. <laughs> well, I still think you have the energy of a 25-year-old or a 12-year-old, no, whichever you I want try. to I try. I try. I try. I am grateful that I do have like an extreme amount of energy and always have done. And people are like, when you have kids, that will change. And yeah, maybe it will change. But for now, it's here. Going with it. Rolling with it. Going with it. Yeah. So for, I mean, I I think we could honestly just sit here and judge you. I know. Sorry. I'm so bad at going on tangents. Oh, my. Don't worry. Back into line anytime. Do not worry. I am literally the worst. But this podcast is all about casual chats. However... For the person listening to us talk who may not have met you yet and is like, I want to know all about this amazing (laughs) 12-year-old, I'd love to hear your story of how you got to where you are today. The classic story, right? (laughs) Classic, the classic tale. (laughs) So how I got to where I am today. So I dropped out of uni. I studied marketing and PR. Then I dropped out of TAFE. I studied interior design. Then I accidentally fell into a role that I was like working a, like part-time in and then all of a sudden almost a decade had gone past mm-hmm. and I woke up and I was 29 and in that role I was doing advertising and PR and management and, um, and the whole shebang and event management, the whole shebang. And um, I woke up and I was 29 and I was like, Am I allowed to swear on this? Yes, you very much. (laughs) Because I really was like, fuck, how did I end up? Like, how how am I 29? I guess this carries on from the age comment. Like, where did the where did the last 10 years go? I have no idea. Oh my god, I left my water bottle at the gym this morning and none of my other water bottles will cut it. Sorry, just saw you take it. I know the pain. I left I left that at a cafe. I left this at a cafe recently and normally oh, it's the oh, worst. It's fine. I've been having to drink out of a glass. It yeah, sucks. Glass, I know, right. gross. Ew. <laughs> Ew. So much like tilting and tipping where I just want to be able to suck and it comes up. But well, that's like, why I had to literally go back to this cafe and I told them, do you have my drink bottle? Because it's the only one, the only drink bottle that I own that's quiet enough for me to like slightly drink while I'm like on a live or podcast interviewing. But that's all embarrassing because it has this like YouTube thing on the front. But I nah, you're it. a YouTube fluencer. But I can't have it to the back because then I can't drink from it. Like <laughs> specifically done it so the, the logo is on the front. <laughs> well, I have a Nike one that was $50 and I was so shocked it was $50. I paid for it and then was like, never lose this water bottle. Anyway, sorry, segue again. Back to my story. So 29, woke up, was like, what am I doing with my life if I don't get out of this business now? I'm never going to leave. Like, I'm earning good money. I'm way too comfortable. All my friends are here because I've been in them for such a long time. And I was just like, you've got to get out, Brooke, because otherwise, fuck, you're going to turn around. You're going to be 40 and you're still going to be here. So I quit. I mean, that was like a 20-second version of something that took me, honestly, about a year and a half to do because it's it's scary. Like, And people are always like, how did you get the balls to quit? And I'm like, I don't actually really know. One day it just all got too much yeah. after a long time of trying to. Um, and I did. And then I went traveling because I'd never, ever, ever traveled. 
And I came back and it literally, we went traveling for nine weeks and it was not until we were on the plane on the way back. And I was like, oh, dang, what am I going to do with my life? And Dom said to me, my husband said to me, he was only my boyfriend at the time, but he was like, well, just make sure whatever job you go into next, you really love it because I see how much you can, you will give a job and it becomes your whole world. And look at the situation you just got out of, like, don't get yourself in that situation again. But at the same time, I have no official qualifications for anything. So I was like, what kind of job can I even do? And then he said, well, like, what do you, what did you enjoy the most out of your last job? And I said, well, event planning, that's what I love. I'm a super organized person. Like I remember planning birthday parties from when I was like five and like presenting, like pitching to my parents, these are my ideas. And um, here's a slideshow. Um, no, but like, <laughs> right. No, there weren't, the things I want. but it was a, it was a mental slideshow. Um, I would pitch them my different game ideas though. Um, Anyway, so Dom was like, well, why don't you just do it? Like, I'll, su- I'll support you. I'll back you. I'll give you 12 months and, and give it a go. And so I did. So I started Villa Management initially as event planning and management, and hence the name. And I was using social media as like a platform to gather an audience and share behind the scenes events and, you know, promote the events and get, uh, get aware- awareness about the events. And, um, and I just wasn't loving it. I yeah. wasn't, I actually think I was done with event work. Anyone who works in events, like ugh, event work is like you see nobody for six months and then in 72 hours, you don't sleep, eat, you see 5,000 people and it's just so intense. Yeah. Um, and then I started another business on Instagram, which was a sunglasses store, an online sunglasses store. And I thought, well, I'll just use Instagram because we don't have much of a marketing budget. I'll use Instagram, build up an audience. um, And then once we've worked out exactly what styles we're going to sell and blah, 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 we'll have that audience ready to sell to, which is at the time that was like three years ago now. So at the time, I feel like I thought in my head, this is such a great opportunity. Surely this is what all the brands are doing. Yeah. And then um, that ended up doing quite well. And I went to a networking event because I wanted to just meet some people. I didn't know anyone. It's the first networking event I'd ever been to. But coming from my previous role where I was with people all day, every day, to then working at home alone, I started feeling, yeah, really isolated and really lonely and like no one understood what I was going through. And I wasn't loving my business. And that was that was really hard because it was like, fuck, have I made the right decision here? Like. What am, what am I doing? Anyway, so I went to this market, uh, this networking event. And I just thought, oh, well, it's only $15. If, uh, even if I meet one person, get one thing out of it. And we had to go around the table. It was only a small group. It was like 15 people. And everyone had to share what their biggest struggle in business was. And I said I didn't enjoy my business. And everybody else said social media. And I was shooketh, like, absolutely as in their biggest struggle the thing they were struggling most Mm. was social media yeah right yeah and um and basically after that I approached the girl who organized the event because everyone was like yours is so good who does yours and I was like I do it it's not that I can teach you what I do it's really not that hard and so I contacted the organizer of the event and said you know, I, I'm more than happy if you you would like to do this to teach a workshop to your network of how I built my businesses up on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and she was like, yep, let's do it. I think Instagram is really where, like, you sit. So can we just do purely Instagram? And I was like, yep, no problem. So I did that. And then I started teaching just my own Instagram and Facebook workshops. So it was a three-hour workshop and yeah. I was doing one a month, I think. Or I planned to do one a month. And I thought, even if this doesn't take off, at least I can meet a couple of new people each month. For me, it was like really about meeting people because it was really, yeah. really lonely. And um yeah, that was on my very first workshop that I did on my own was on seventh was seventeenth of September two thousand sixteen. Wow! And I could not put workshops on fast enough to how they were booking up. Like 
just people were constantly contacting me, asking to book in. I was constantly full. They were like, when's your next workshop? I was doing like five workshops a week sometimes. Sometimes I was doing three, three hour workshops a day back to back just to get them all done. Why do you, why do you, I guess like for everyone listening, why do you think that is like, was there something specific that you did to get so much awareness for the workshops? Cause I think something that so many people struggle with in the beginning is like that gaining traction of their offer or they're totally. getting um, I think it's a mixture of having a gap in the market Yeah, and not to sound like a wanker, but actually having the proof that what I was teaching was working because I had two businesses operating using it, a product-based and a service-based. Yeah. And the gap in the market in Perth at the time was that there was only two other people teaching Instagram workshops and one was product-based and one was service-based. No one was doing both. Yeah. So I wanted to create a system that could work for either, um, which I based off obviously my own experience marketing both service-based and I wanted to come up with a really easy solution that when my businesses came to the workshop they left with a plan like an implementable plan ready to go because I found that a lot of the time you attend these workshops and training seminars and then you leave and you're like okay, I have all this information, but I, I don't really know what to do with it. Or alternatively, you then have to go home and do heaps and, you know, you've just spent three hours in a workshop and then you've got to go home and work out what you're going to do with all that info. So I really focused on creating this system, um, <clears throat> which I still do in the social club membership as well, that makes sure that everything I'm teaching is implementable. Yeah. Um, and I think that was a big point of difference as well. Yeah. Um, I just want to say something on that because I think that's so important. Like the thing that I see through business coaching, what a lot of people are doing is just regurgitating information. So they yeah. learn something and they have barely even, you know, ingested it, let alone digested it. And then they're just regurgitating the information that they're learning and therefore then call it a product. Yeah. I really want to make note on what you've done because I think that's so important of saying I've actually taken my own experiences, my own learning, my own story, my own ideas and turned it into something that is a tangible product, even though it's still a service. Yeah. Like, tangible element to that. And I think that's a really good thing for anyone listening who is wanting to stand out a little more. The development of systems or methods that are uniquely your own can really help you to stand out from everyone else who is just being like, do this, do this, do this, do this. Yeah. And it was also a bit of a mm, surprise factor, I guess, because I would teach the workshop and be like, guys, this is adding into something bigger. Yeah. And then I would, we would do the content plan at the end, which is the something bigger. And I had a basically a system that took the thought process out of it and kind of yeah. tricked, tricked them into doing the work without realizing they were doing the work. And it's like literally everyone around the table would be like, oh my God, it's so simple it's when you do it like this. Yeah. And I was like, see? It's really simple. A little, little bit of like genius <laughs> master. <Yeah. Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> Magic. And I think something as well for me that kept the workshops going, because I taught these workshops fully booked for two years, constantly. Yeah. I scaled them, got to bigger venues, and then was obviously doing a lot of speaking um, as well. But I came in at a time when everyone was so overwhelmed by social media, before they thought to learn it themselves, they just outsourced it. Yeah. So a lot of the other people that were doing presenting on social media, that their service was social media management. So they present in a, in a different way when you're trying to use your um, presentation as lead gen to get social media management clients. Whereas I didn't offer that as a service. I was there purely to teach and purely to educate. And um, I mean, I still am. I've, I've never offered social media management as a service and I w never will. Um, and I think that was a differentiating factor as well, because that in turn changed, you know, my mindset of how I was teaching was completely different because I had no sort of ulterior motive to anything. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I think that's so powerful as well. And even, I think that's maybe a thing that a lot of people should take note of anyway, because even if there is, you know, an, a, an ulterior motive or. I don't know if ulterior motive is the right terminology. <laughs> 
I was like, yeah. if you are trying to scam people, then no, no, not in a scammy <laughs> way, but like a lead generational a lead way, which is totally fine to the people that do that. I completely understand, but that's just not my business model. Yeah, but even still, I think there's so much power, even if you're offering the service that you're still trying to teach. Not being afraid to give away the value is always a great yeah. strategy for standing out because a yeah. lot of people just won't have the time to do it themselves, and totally. by showing them what they need to do and being really you know, valuable in that process, a lot of them are going to get to the end of that and be like, I don't have the time. Now yeah. your services rather than being like creating this whole atmosphere of this is going to overwhelm me and I'm not going to give you value, but I'll tell you that you can hire me. Totally. And I'm on saying that as well. So um, the, the, I guess, lead from the in-person workshops to the social club membership, which is what I have now, I don't teach workshops in person at all, was at the same time as teaching my workshops, I was reading a lot about, because this was like a whole new world for me, marketing your business and funnels and all of that and researching and trying to work out what to do. Um, and I really wanted to build my email list because, you know, any, anyone that teaches you about marketing talks about the importance of pulling people off social media and onto an email list. <clears throat> I was doing a lot of research into um, what, what, you know, I tested a couple of different types of newsletters and didn't really get that great of a response. So I was researching what you need to do. And basically for my business is you just need to teach. Right. And I was like, okay, well, I can teach. That's what I do all day, every day anyway. And so I started creating these fortnightly emails that were just little practical, implementable lessons that business owners, whether they're service or product based, could do. And that and then I started to notice I was getting quite a bit of traction on that. And then it got to the point where I had businesses responding to those emails saying, like, we love these so much. Can we pay you for more? And that's sort of how the social club membership came from all of that, really just um, monetizing what I was already doing. I love that so much. There's so many great lessons in there, but I think specifically like the biggest thing that is standing out for me in your story is exactly that, like identifying areas where you can either go the extra mile, where you can look at what everyone else isn't doing and do that. So many people are just out there trying to, I guess, re- I don't want to say regurgitate as I said before, but it is just trying to kind of, there's a lot of advice out of there saying reverse everybody else's success. I think that's why as well. There's a lot of business coaches and you know, good for them if that's the way they teach, but their, their messaging is like, find something that's being done that you could do better. Yeah. I'm not really like that. Well, I mean, it it can work, but only to a certain degree until supply meets demand, right? Absolutely is absolutely happening for so many industries. I mean, it's very much happened already in the fitness industry. There's way too many fitness coaches and not enough people wanting to get yeah. paid, right. But then the same, it is happening in the business industry. And I think the way that you really can, you can absolutely still build a successful business in this area, but you have to find something that is unique to you. Absolutely. And one thing that I love, and I was explaining to Brooke before we jumped on the live, I was like, she's one of my favorite people to follow, but like even more so than the social media (laughs) advice, just the personal brand. And I'd love to kind of talk to you around, like I want to jump in definitely to Instagram, but before we get there, because I'm such a big advocate for personal branding, because I think that is a great and stand out. Like when you put your unique flair, like we said, a unique method or system is great, but also a way to really differentiate is with your own unique personality and stories and the way that you teach things. And yeah, I just love your Instagram because it's just <laughs> fucking hilarious, to be honest. Like anyone who's not following you, you have to. Thank you. But I want to know, like, is there any strategy behind that? Like, how would you teach someone who is trying to build a personal brand alongside a company? Yeah. A lot of people have that kind of fear of, am I showing too much? Is this too yeah. irrelevant? Like a lot of the stuff that you talk about, you know, donuts and wanting a cat without having a cat. I still don't have a cat, FYI. I want one every day, all day. I have a, a variety of pictures of the cat that I want in my phone in like different expressions. And I'll like express my emotion to my friends in like my cat emotion. Anyway, still don't have a cat. Um, you can have my cat. She's large. <laughs> she I takes love us. your cat. <laughs> she hates me. So. Any day. <laughs> I bet she doesn't. That's just her way of showing love. Um, <laughs> Yes. Okay. So when I first started my business, 
personal brand only seems to have come up, yeah. I swear, in like the last 12 months or so. So I started Villa Management and my Instagram account was Villa Management. I never thought that I would ever change it to my name ever. Yeah. And then as my business grew and evolved um, and I was doing more speaking opportunities, there was no mention of Villa Management. It was always under my name. And then I got married and changed my name. So I was thinking, you know, I'm going around and I'm doing all this public speaking and keynote speaking, but if someone Googled Brooke Belinovich, there's literally no online record of me, which is super yeah. rare these days, right? Yeah. And um, so that's when I actually made the call to change my Instagram, which was Villa Management, to Brooke Belinovich and then start a new one for my business. Yeah. Um, I mean, on that, I think that the the if you don't have the time, like you've still got to put the time into two Instagrams if yeah. you want to build up your personal brand. So if you don't have the time, pick one. Either do it under your business or do it as your personal brand. Don't give both 50% because 50% is not good enough. Yeah. You know, so I don't want everyone listening to be like, oh my God, I need to start a personal brand straight away if you don't have the time to do it. Well, that's like mine was the opposite because I always had my Erin May Henry, you know, following on from just YouTube and things. Mm -hmm. And it's only this year that I've decided to start a game changer company one mm -hmm. only because I don't actually do it. And yeah, Brooke manages mine. Um, yes, great. great very, like, we, yeah, great name. <laughs> when I was like, Brooke's going to message you, she has a great name. <laughs> She's going to listen to this and be like, oh, yay. <laughs> um, but What's it called? When I, yeah, like I only, I, you're exactly right because there's no way even now like I would be able to do the two Instagrams, but I don't even think it's a time management thing. It's just like a energetic thing as well. Like where do I even find totally. my totally. attention? Like trying to grow plants, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think if you don't have the time, so for someone who's just starting out and say they are in a service-based business, maybe they're like a, a fitness coach, you know, a mm -hmm. spiritual coach, what do you think is the best strategy to go for? Education. If you are a service-based business, all you need to do is educate people. Yeah. Educate, 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 because that is the only way that you're going to break through the amount of noise. Instagram yeah. is a very different time now. And there's a lot of people from every industry on it yeah. now. And, and what you can offer people is facts. Yeah. Said in your way. Yeah. So that's gaining their trust. It's also getting, uh, letting them get to know you as the person behind the brand. Um, if you speak in your voice and just be authentic, and that trust is what's ultimately going to make sales for you. Um, but you're not going to gain that trust any other way than just by showing that you know your shit. That's and why would you want to buy off someone that doesn't know their shit? you know well and that's the thing there are a lot of people out there that do say a lot of stuff and just like you said like going the extra mile in value is mm. one of the it's actually not that hard of a strategy these days because no. there is a lot of noise a lot of a lot of crap out there and if you can go the extra mile in value um but I was going to ask before, just before we moved on, because I want to talk about that more. That's so important for someone who is starting that personal brand. Like, do you think it's more important? Do you think it's, it's a better strategy on Instagram specifically? Cause this is a question that I get asked almost every single day. Should I name my Instagram, my name or my business name? I know you said pick one, but would you vibe towards one more predominantly? <sighs> Look, that it, mm. Okay, if you're happy to consistently show your face on Instagram, yeah, use your name. Yeah, right. If you don't want to show your face on Instagram yet or you're not comfortable doing it yet, then use a business name. Okay. Because I... otherwise there's a, there's a disconnect yeah. between the message you're trying to put out. I'm a business, I'm a business, this is my logo, 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 logo. Yeah. But I want you as a follower to know me, but I don't want to show you my face, but this is my name, but you're not going to see my face. So there's a disconnect there, you know, with the messaging. How, so for someone who's, 
got, I guess, like then a product-based brand, mm-hmm. what's the best ways to stand out on social media without showing your face slash personality? Because I know we just spoke about like, obviously the little like intricate details of a personality. Like one thing I even always notice with you is like the band shirts, like always wearing a band shirt. Always but, wearing a band shirt. <laughs> whether that's intentional or not, like it is a part of your brand, right? And it's all these little details. For someone like you said, who maybe doesn't want to show their face, yeah, reasons for maybe they're just not there in terms of their confidence yet what's yep. the strategy to use content wise um well i mean for product-based businesses it's all how you style your products yeah. that that in turn shows your personality you know if if let's say you make clothes okay if all of your um clothing colors are really neutral and they're always styled in like cute neutral cafes or at the beach or in like just neutral theme that yeah. that's showing a personality without yeah. even realizing it and and that will attract or detract detract is detract a word detract yeah it is detract do you know how many detract. times you say i have to google if things are words um anyway that was one of those moments um it, that will naturally happen and yeah. and you've got to find your personal style whatever sure. that may be and make sure that you do inflict it because on Instagram as well, when people are shopping, they're not shopping a catalog. They're yeah. shopping a lifestyle. They're shopping a result. They're shopping a community that, that, that buying the $200 pair of Levi jeans yeah. makes you a part of and makes you a Levi girl versus going to Kmart and buying the same jeans for five bucks. Yeah. You know? And then same question, so not showing the face, not showing, you know, the personality, but for a service business mm-hmm. who doesn't have a product to actually style, what would they do? Okay, so for service-based businesses, you need to pick one or two things that are not business-related that you love. Yeah. And you need to share them consistently through your content. So for me, I love donuts. <laughs> Donuts are a big part of my strategy and it's nothing to do with social media. It's nothing to do with marketing, branding, digital, any of that world, but it's an icebreaker. It gives people something that they can relate to and connect to and understand when they don't understand social media. And that's why they're coming to me to learn more about social media. But you've got to remember, I guess, the sort of sales funnel of the people that you're attracting on Instagram. And they all start off as people that don't know who you are. So you if you're a stranger you're not going to connect to an expert at expert level yeah but you're looking for something you can connect to and that might be donuts it might be cats it might be my band tees it might be whatever it is but the key is don't pick 50 things pick one maybe two and share them consistently because that lets your audience get to know who you are outside of what you do And should those things be like lifestyle elements or could it really be anything? It's really anything. An activity that I do with my social club um, in the social club academy and in the social club membership as well is I say, you know, you've got to find something that you love. And if you don't know, like off the top of your head, if you can't think of something instantly, ask your friends, ask your partner, ask your family, what am I obsessed with that's not my business? And I guarantee there will be an answer waiting for you. I love that so much. Donuts. So <laughs> random. Have you had donut time? Do you have those in Perth? No, but I do know what it is. I have a photo outside of one if you scroll back. Donut time. Yeah. We are actually pretty lucky. We've got some fucking sick donut stores in Perth. Like, have you- I could make myself extraordinarily ill every day. <laughs> have you had, had a cronut? Yeah, I had a cronut. Yeah, they're a good time. They're just like... Such a good time. They're just actually for my husband's birthday. I'm looking at it right now. I got him a birthday card and it's got a donut on it and it says, You're old, but you donut look it. And I was like, <laughs> I just branded you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it like has infiltrated. Well, I guess like infiltrated. It's infiltrated your life. Yeah. Do you know what's really hard? Like sometimes I'll have, let's say I've had like a full interview week where I have interviews every day. And I have like, obviously I am obsessed with donuts, but I have like donuts only on the weekend or one donut a week max rule because, you know, also health and wellness is very high up in my values. Um, But so is treating yourself, hence the donut. But sometimes I'll have a week of interviews and every single day people will have like a box of donuts ready for me. And I don't want to look rude, but I'm like, 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I'm going to need the size of the house. I'm going to have to do 8,000 burpees tomorrow at the gym to burn this off. And people are like, why do you work out every day? I'm like, do you see how much I eat? <laughs> like not that one equates to the other, but like I actually fucking have to. <laughs> so okay it's a key takeaway don't choose an unhealthy food as <laughs> your point of difference but no it's good and like my community involved like even right now on my desk okay so like people get me donut stuff i've got like a whole bunch of donut pens i've got a donut hang on i've got a donut bloody luggage tag here and, you know, it's become like a little thing that people can connect to me yeah. on. And I appreciate that. I think it's really sweet. Yeah, for and sure. And you've got to, you know, social media is all about connection. So you've got to find ways to, to, to foster that connection with, with followers that may be intimidated by what it is that you do. Teaching, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I want to go back to that. one last thing I really wanted to ask you because you did just mention before about the interviews. Um, I guess more on the personal branding side of things, like you do feature in the media a lot. Is this something that has naturally evolved or is this something you've kind of gone out and facilitated yourself? Um, okay, so Channel 9, I started working with a media company. So yep. they got me that gig. Yeah. Um, and everything else has just... Um, I think like a mix of, I mean, if I see something and I want to do it, I'll contact the person and be like, Hey, I'd love to be considered, which all they can say is no. Right. Yeah. Um, or, or most of it now, it kind of finds me Yeah. now. Um, yeah, most I do like when I was first starting my business, first one or two years, I had a lot of networking. I don't, to be honest, I don't do that much anymore because I just don't have time anymore. Yeah. Um, but I really did a lot of networking and made the effort to meet people in real life and get them to see and hear me and know that I guess I was quite confident speaking slash I also knew my shit. And I think that that really fostered a lot of um, the initial public speaking and keynote speaking event work but like one of my like most amazing keynote um opportunities to date was literally slid into my dms yeah and i ended up going overseas and speaking at an incredible conference and that was someone i didn't even know they went into my other folder but had found me on instagram i love that so, so much yeah and just been following me and obviously liked me <laughs> <laughs> i like donuts <laughs> i guess. I love that so much because, again, something I've kind of had this energy on social media we've been speaking a lot about lately. Um, you know, there is sometimes a lack of boldness that happens with a lot of people. They want the speaking gigs. They want the book deals. They want the community. But the effort doesn't match the yeah. goals for a lot of people. And I love that you actually just said, you know, in the beginning, like I went out there and I networked. And if there's an opportunity, I just went for it. And like, what is the worst that can happen? You know, nothing's yeah. the end of the world until, well, the actual end of the world. Well, because my business was such like, a shock how it pivoted yeah. and the business that came with it I went on this full like yes strategy binge where I just sort of said for the next 12 months I'm gonna I love this so much I don't know if in six months time everyone will know what they're doing and I won't know I, I, I won't be able to do this anymore so I'm gonna say yes to every single opportunity that comes my way and I did for 12 months I was out all day every night going to this going to that Anything anyone asked of me, I said yes to because I thought then I will have options. Yeah. And my one three-hour workshop over 12 months turned into 16 different services that, I, I mean, I was exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that. But then it meant that each year I've been able to stop and reflect and go, all right, what do I actually like the most about what I'm doing? And then I've soldiered through with that every year. And I guess that's how out of those 16 services, people like, oh, how did you grow your membership so quickly? Like you, you really seem to have catapulted. Well, I had to keep 
pulling back and pulling back so that I could push forward because you can't keep doing everything. Um, and, and I think it's really important for people to know that as well, that there will come a time when there are things that you're going to have to stop doing so you can focus on other things. My social club membership is $29 a month. I pulled a $6,000 package that was getting constant bookings from my services. It was a strategy and coaching package because it was using up so much of my time and I wanted to invest that time into building the social club, which I just didn't have. And at the time I was like, fuck, I never thought in my wildest dreams someone would pay me $6,000 and I'm saying, sorry, I don't offer that service anymore to focus my time on a $29 a month package. Like I had to be insane, but it paid off. For sure. For sure. And I think a lot of people, I love that. And I I actually made a note about pivoting before because that is something that I find a lot of people are really scared to do. They're scared to get into things because what if I do have to make a change? What if I do have to pivot? What if I don't like this? Yeah. Your story has led us to really understand that it's okay. Like it's okay to try something and it doesn't work out. It's okay to go down one path and then to say, okay, that didn't work. I'm going to go down another path. It's so much better than sitting in the same spot, doing nothing, waiting for the perfect strategy, the perfect business and opportunity to come to you. Right. And this might sound a little bit cheesy, but honestly, I cannot stress this enough. Oh, there's a midgy. (laughs) Be led in your business by what brings you the most happiness. Yeah. If you are feeling overwhelmed in your business, write a list of, so this is like my calendar. So if I'm feeling overwhelmed, what I will do is I will go through my entire week and I will list every single thing I have to do. And then I will, out of those things, I will note my first, my top one, two, and three, and then anything else I will just scrap because you have to become so protective of your time and your energy and if you enjoy what you do and you're good at it, the money will come. It yeah. really will come. But if you're focused on the money, you're going to kill your soul yeah. because, because over time it's just, that's just not a sustainable business model for your sanity yeah. either. So I know, I know it can be hard because, you know, a lot of businesses really struggle with money, but then if you're struggling, if you're not earning money and you're not enjoying what you're doing, should you be doing this? Or, sure. or there's nothing wrong with getting a job. Yeah. Like owning a business and running a business is fucking hard. I mean, I've never had a kid, but it is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all consuming. Even when you're not working, you're thinking about working or, or something. Just when you think everything is going right, a fucking business bomb drops and everything is turned on its head. And the only thing that will keep you going in those times is that you love what you do and what you do brings you so much joy and it's super fun. If you don't, that's when you'll fail. That is not corny at all. That is beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I went on a rant. I can rant real good. (laughs) I love a rant. There is nothing feels better than a rant. (laughs) Yeah. I was, was just like, I feel good right now. That was a good <laughs> release. <laughs> I hope everyone listening feels really good because it was magical. I hope I'm, gonna so. get, I'm gonna get Brooke to cover cut, cut out the video of that and chuck it up on Facebook. Except oh, there was yes. me just my chair because it just feels like it's <laughs> <laughs> You're cramping. I'm like, why am I squeaking? If you fallen off your chair in that moment, I would have been like, Are you all right? Is it your wanking dog? Like what's going on? <laughs> Oh, guys, I had to keep Harvey outside of the my dog outside before we started the episode because he started doing this horrible thing where he seems to love pleasuring himself. If anyone else's dog does that, please. Someone sees a mulatto me. I need to know how to fix this situation. All right. I want to pivot. I want to talk about Instagram, but we're going to do like... about Instagram. Yes. Power rounds of Instagram. I've got five questions because I want to be mindful of your time as well, but I know Instagram is your thing. I fucking love Instagram. I love it so much. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. Every now and again, I think like, what if people don't like keep start, keep liking Instagram as much as I do. And I get really like sad in my soul. No, Anyway. I doubt Instagram is going anywhere. Have you (laughs) tried TikTok? Um, No, like seen it about it. Not, but just not really my thing. It is. 
horribly addictive though like in the worst way I like (laughs) set it up because not because I wanted to grow TikTok but I like the content you can get from TikTok to like put it on Instagram or something because like yeah. videos and stuff. Yeah. Fire out when you start scrolling, it's so like you feel Addictive. yourself getting like my yeah. my and like you're like I yeah. can feel my IQ dropping. Yeah. But it's so intriguing. Like that's I don't like know. Tumblr. It's like the new Tumblr, really. There's something a di- I'm like I'm like almost conspiracy paranoid about it. <laughs> I was like I can like lose like two hours. I'm like this. It's like it's, it's like, a black hole. Yeah. Feel it, feel it. No, okay. In that on that note, I definitely won't be looking into it more then. There goes I'm gonna wake up and be fucking forty and be like, fuck, I was on TikTok this whole time. TikTok to my life away. It's already TikToking. I don't need an app to TikTok it more. Ah <laughs> Oh my abs hurt. um okay so instagram okay my first question is what do you think the thing that people are doing wrong like the the audience listening are mostly service-based entrepreneurs building personal brand influencer style wanting to teach people monetize their passion per se so in that circumstance in your opinion from what you've seen like what's the biggest thing that keeps people from growing two things four things maybe ten okay (laughs) You're in a busy space. You gotta have fucking awesome pictures. Yeah. Like that's the truth. Yeah. Shitty pictures just don't cut it. Invest in professional photography. Simple yeah. as that. Yeah. Um, make sure you haven't overcomplicated where and how you want to drive traffic. Yeah. So um sometimes you know, I'm all for link tree and those things. Yeah. But then people who have a link tree in their bio and then have like 15 different options. Uh-uh. A confused customer will never buy. Yeah. One, two, three, maximum. So that's number two. Um, number three, what are people doing wrong? Too much selling. I say this all the time, but too much selling in your in your educational posts, they're there to educate. Yeah. They're different to a promotional post. So don't at the end of every education, like people know if you're a business, yeah. if they want what you're offering, they know that they can get in touch or buy off you somehow. You don't need to constantly say to book in with me, book in with me, do this, yeah. do that, fucking book this service, blah, blah, blah. They get it. Yeah. Stop doing that. And um, not for service-based businesses, sort of what I touched on before, not enough education. Just yeah. Focus on educating people. Educate, educate, educate. Yeah. I love that so much. So, 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 so much. And I totally, totally agree on the education thing. I know I said that before, but like I follow a lot of people who are in the community and want to start businesses and maybe have reached out and they do ask me like, why am I not getting clients? Why am I not getting customers? I think it's a matter of sales. And I'm like, I don't, I think it's a matter Mm. of you just haven't built trust. Totally, totally. And I think something, um, I mean, everyone does a little bit differently, but I think uh, at the start of your business for service-based, you have to have a really strong theme because theme shows consistency as you've gained the trust of the people that's when your theme can start to dissipate but your only visual way of gaining their trust is by having a consistent theme when you're getting started if you scroll back through my instagram you will notice before i had the balls to put my face on my instagram and i just shared different um product photos and things that represented what I was doing. There's a very strong theme in there. Now there isn't really a theme anymore because it's just whatever I'm doing at the time. Um, And I think, I think that theme at the, at the start is really important. Well, that was going to be my next question. So for someone who is starting out, like what is the best, I guess, strategies and advice to get seen? So obviously content, having a theme, Mm -hmm. But then, like, in terms of searchability, like, what does mm-hmm. someone actually do to get their content seen? Okay. So, um, your discoverability on Instagram really comes down to your bio, your location tags, and your hashtags. Yeah. So, make sure in your bio, you're using the headline, which is the name part when you go to edit profile it's the name part so you've got 30 characters you can use in that space if your username is your name and someone searches for your business name you will get found because of your username yeah in that name part if you've just then got your 
business name again, you're really losing the opportunity to get found by using keywords. So think yeah. about SEO keywords, what people would be searching for if they didn't know your business existed. Check out my profile. I don't have Bookvillainvich in there. That's my username. So all good. If someone's searching for me, they'll find it. I have Instagram tips and training in that headline because yeah. that's what people are searching for to find me um, and, and making sure I'm attracting the right customers as well. I don't want just, I mean, right followers. I don't want just random followers. I want people I can convert into customers. That's why I'm using Instagram. Random followers will come because that's just what happens, but really important to use that headline. And then your hashtags. Now, um, you can use hashtags in your story. You can use hashtags on your feed. But hashtags, if you're not getting a lot of organic engagement on your post, which when you're new, you kind of don't, yeah. there isn't really a huge opportunity of you being shown in the explore feed. Now, the explore feed is where you get discovered by people who don't know you. So yes. you really need to take advantage of hashtags. Use 30 on every post. Make sure you're being strategic. Think about the sort of things your customer would be searching for, the hashtags they'd be searching for. If you need local customers, then you your hashtags need to be location specific. Um, use two or three words rather than just one word because otherwise you're going to get lost in the search results. Then in your story... When you say two or three words, do you mean like women in business as one yeah. hashtag? Yeah, versus just business yeah. as a hashtag. Yeah. Um, in your stories, location tags are really, 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 really important. Again, especially if you're trying to attract local customers because when you record these stories, if you use a location tag, you go into like the Instagram algorithm lottery to be shown on the story for that location. Yeah. And that's how you can get a lot of views um, and discovered again by local customers. So if that's what you need, do it every single story, even if you just add your state or your major city. And then I guess the conversation, you hear so many people debating this quality over quantity mm -hmm. in everything. I mean, obviously so many people ask me for that in YouTube and I always say both, like it really mm -hmm. is about both. You can't put a video up once every month and expect to grow on YouTube, nor can totally. you just be crap. So I, yeah. I wonder what, is your opinion for that for Instagram? Like, does someone need to post every single day? What do they need to do there? I mean, all I can go by is my own results. Yeah. So in the social club membership, we have a content planner, which requires you to post every single day. Now using that content plan and people say to me, ah, oh, but you've got a big account. It's easier to grow when your account's already big. So in December last year, we started the new villa management account following that content planner. Yeah. It is, just hit 7,000 followers. Wow. We convert those followers to paying customers every single day. So it's, it's, it's about identifying what you can share on the daily. But if you're starting out, you need to post every day. I don't yeah. care what anybody else says. If you want to stay front of mind in, in, in the Instagram world that is now full of a billion accounts and growing daily, then you do need to be consistent. But what you're posting does need to be quality. So yeah. quality posting once a day and you will grow. Yeah. You will. And use your hashtags, you will grow. Long captions or short captions? Look, it totally depends what it is. Yeah, okay, cool. You know, smart, witty, short captions can get better engagement um, than sometimes long captions. But with long, like you generally, if you're writing an educational post, it's going to be longer. So I yeah. think you just got to kind of take it case by case and see what fits. I don't, I don't think that there's any right or wrong. Cool. And then the last question, which we kind of just touched on, which you seem to have an opinion on, so I'm really excited. <laughs> How to sell on Instagram. Like how does someone actually do that? If someone is like wanting to use Instagram as their main platform, obviously one of the tips you've already said is like, don't just chuck it on the end of an educational post. How does yeah. someone actually convert? And I saw one of your emails that actually came out today about um, a webinar that you're hosting, which yeah. talks about how you don't even need to have a thousand people to sell. So what is the strategy? Like how does someone with a small audience actually convert them into customers? You've got to deliver value and you've got to have some sort of sales funnel. Yeah. So a lot of the time people will go, oh, when I was still consulting, people will come to me and say, you know, I've got all these followers and it's just not converting into sales. And I would say, what's your sales funnel? And they would just look at me blankly. Like, what do you even mean? Yeah. So, you know, with the website in your bio, don't take them to your homepage. 
take them straight to the place that you want them to fucking buy your shit. What are they getting from your website homepage that they're not already getting from your Instagram account? Yeah. Make sure you have some sort of funnel in place. And then obviously you do need a strategy. Like you need a strategy. You need to be sharing content that is warming them up and positioning you as the leader in your field, which again, I still think for service-based businesses, the best thing you can do is just fucking share your education. Because when you are constantly sharing your knowledge, the same with Beck, that's what Beck was doing, the one that you're talking about, the webinar today. Beck was just sharing her knowledge and what she'd found before she even realized she was gathering actually an international market and and what was happening is she was having people message her being like we don't even really know what you do but you know so much and you get me and and we want to work with you and that's that's what will in turn start happening if you can gain their trust people will be throwing money at you but the only way to gain their trust is through educating them yeah, so rather than so it's becoming rather than just a, a nice account to follow, it's like mm. almost a necessity. Like this Absolutely. is where stuff from. Treat your account as like an encyclopedia of yeah. your expert topic. Love that. So that that your audience, they're literally fiending for what you're going to tell them next because it's so valuable. And then obviously you need to know who your ideal customer is as well. So then to people who are like I'm afraid to give so much value because then what if people don't buy my stuff? What's your, what's your rant to them? Um, so the thing is, this is what you need to do. You need to blow their socks off so bad that they think, fuck, if she's giving me all of this for free, I can't even imagine how good the shit is that she actually charges for. That's how you have to switch your mindset because that's putting yourself into your customer's mind and that's what they're thinking. Oh, my God, her content is so valuable. Her posts are so valuable that that if I book a service with her, it's only going to be at this level or better. And then, obviously, you've got to make sure that your service is at that level or better. But it always will be because the experience and the accountability is so much more to it, right? Yeah, and then really make when you do start making sales and you do start booking people in, um, really make a point of getting that feedback and getting those testimonials because that is what is going to then catapult you forward. So I think that's so, so important. And anytime anyone says anything nice about your service, just respond and be like, hey, do you mind if I use this in my marketing? I've never, uh, I've never had someone say no to yeah. me before and if you do a good job 99% of the time people don't have to ask like I don't ask my social club members for feedback but yeah. I literally have folders upon folders in my computer and in my phone of screenshots of the social club members sharing their results with me because Sorry. they're excited and they want to tell me about their sales and they want to tell me about these opportunities or they want to tell me that oh my god Brooke I'm fully booked I've never been fully booked before and then and then that energy is like infectious because then I want to share it because I'm proud of them yeah. so really making a point yeah at the start to to let your customers know like I want to share your wins so share your feedback with me because I'd love to hear it and ultimately that then grows your business oh I love it all so much and I feel like we can talk forever but I like I'm trying to stick to this personal policy of not going for an hour I love it okay I've I've had things with people in the past and they're like your podcast are just too long. I was like, what, can't I be Joe Rogan? Come on. Ah, no, never too long. <laughs> never too long, guys. Come on, you've got six hours to listen to me and Brooke talk. That's right. And you can listen to a podcast while you're walking for an hour. You walk <laughs> half an hour there and you walk half an hour back and then you've just, you've done 10,000 steps and 10,000 steps are really good for your body and your mind. I love it. Hashtag fitness. <laughs> I'm like, I just took my dog on a seven-minute walk and it was good. <laughs> and it was good and you were like, that'll do. <laughs> but can you tell us all about the social club? Because I just oh my God, I love the social club. an amazing thing. Like, again, that's probably like I'm like constantly stalking and like <laughs> – So <laughs> the social club membership is my online community which teaches business owners Instagram marketing in my way, but also provides that motivation, that accountability for business owners that struggle to really 
keep posting or keep coming up with ideas of what to post. So I've basically taken my workshops and created an ongoing webinar series and email lesson series. So every single Monday you'll get an email with a lesson and something to implement. And then every Wednesday for those who don't like reading, which I understand, I host a live webinar in the private Facebook group and I teach the workshop. So it's, 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 yeah, it's catering for both people. Some people like to read, some people like to watch. And then on that webinar, you either get to join it live, ask questions, get my answers, or it stays up for seven days and you get feedback from me and the other members. Once a month, I also give content plans for the following month. So that is your, you will always know your content is done, is a done for you plan. You just got to follow it. And, um, and yeah, and I it's just it. fucking awesome, and I love it. And the members are so nice, and everyone's so like supportive, and and yeah, it's like a cute little community. Like our social club member hashtag. Um, the other day, I was looking for something in it. Hang on, social club membership hashtag, and like, and like, there's 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 almost 20,000 posts in there, what? which is so crazy because, like, that's something I made up. What the fuck? And there's 13 countries in the membership. Like, it's just, it's cool. Even Yeah, it's just nice knowing that there's other people around the world on the same journey as you supporting you. And I'm very big, like, my motto in life and business is you do you. So I'm very big at allowing people to do things their way. Yeah. Um, and I like to give options for people at different stages. So, yeah, it's good. And then we have parties and you get to come. And I've got an event next week for the Perth Social Club members. And then Melbourne and Sydney, I will be at by the end of the year for the Melbourne and Sydney Social Club members. So there's a lot going on. But it's like, yeah, I'm very proud. I'm very proud of the Social Club. And, um and 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 it gets fucking amazing results. Like, <laughs> and, and, and the last and thing, it gets like literally. I was saying before, like I'm so every day I've got DMs about social club members getting results. Whatever that, whatever it means to them. For some people, it's literally like, look, I put up a post with my face for the first time ever. Like you know, it's oh, big man. Yeah, it's different to different people. And I get it. I've been there. It's scary as fuck. So that brings me a lot of joy and that continues to motivate me to always be at the forefront of the latest things that you can do on Instagram. And I do a lot of um, like case studies and research of what the big brands are doing as well and the big influencers because they set the tone really and then it trickles down to us. So it's sort of making sure that the members are always on trend. Yeah. Instagram as well. Yeah, for sure. I love that so much. I love, 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 love everything we spoke about today. I think we need to do a part two and like really dive into what you Yes. Do. I am such a research nerd as well. I've got folders and folders and folders of people's oh, models. And I like love I a love folder. to go through and like dissect them and yes. oh, it's so much fun. Same. Same. <laughs> I love dissecting people's Instagram strategy because my brain now just works in strategy. So I can like squiz over someone's Instagram, give me five minutes, and I've already completely <laughs> split up their strategy. And I'm like I could do that. That's quite good. Hmm, interesting. Yep. <laughs> mm, I'd love to hear my Instagram <laughs> or sort of lack thereof. I'm sure there's something subconsciously happening. You do you. You do you. Lack thereof is a strategy in itself. <laughs> Mine is show up on stories as much. I don't know. Anything video. I need to just post, start posting videos on my feed because like yeah. the photos, I'm a video person. It's all about well, yeah, the video. There's no right or wrong. You've got to do what works for you. If video is your jam, do video. All right, my love. Thank you so, so, so much. What else is going on? Where can people find you? All that fun stuff. Ah, So you can find me on Instagram. So um, Brooke Valinovich is my personal Instagram, which I'm sure you will link because it's long. Um, Villa Management is my business Instagram. I have Brooke Valinovich on Facebook, Villa Management Co. on Facebook. Um, Business website is villamanagement.com.au. That's it. Everything will be linked. Anyway, below, thank you so much Everything for your time. Honestly, we are so, 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 so grateful. That was 
so valuable like so also, valuable. i hope so i hope that they like it hi okay. people i hope you like it i hope you learned something i okay. really do like teaching i learned something i'm gonna go redo my whole entire instagram strategy <laughs> now or <laughs> <All> lack thereof <laughs> oh my god i love it i love it well thank you so much for having me i really really appreciate it it's been so nice to speak to you and great questions i love good questions because that makes me better <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just waffling about donuts and wanking dogs and stuff, you know? I think there was some of that as well. (laughs) Thanks, lovely. Thank you. Bye. Oh, my gosh. How good was that episode? How good was it? So much value. So much value. I suggest that you probably come back to this episode, you know, when you're not driving, in the bath, doing what you do. And really take some notes, like take some notes, take some what you heard and what you're going to do about it notes, because there was just so much golden value in there. Like my biggest takeaway 100% was in order for you to stand out online, you have to go that extra mile. You cannot get away with just sharing surface level stuff anymore. It just doesn't work. There is too much competition. There are too many people out there wanting to build successful online businesses. The way to get ahead is to be the most valuable person in the crowd, right? Get ahead by going that extra mile. It's never crowded when you go the extra mile. Love that quote so much. So as I said in the beginning, please make sure you do go reach out to Brooke and just tell her how amazing she is. I really, really hope that you did enjoy this episode. I thank you so much for your time. You have no idea how much I appreciate it. I know it's incredibly valuable and I will see you in the next episode. Bye guys. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.